Good evening, everybody. This is Jim Wilson in Detroit, Michigan. This is another episode, the final episode on the Loki uh, Loki hoax um, from our broadcast of Brian Science Fiction by Echoes of Enoch with Jim Wilson in Detroit. And uh, this is uh, Eric Smith from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sorry, I, I was staring off into space for a second there. <laughs> Your intro got a little long, so uh, I was waiting for my cue, but I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, so let's roll. Sure. Uh, so uh, I watched the last uh, two episodes of Loki, episode five and six. six um, of, that's the completion of season one. Um, and just looking at, I think, season five, um, if I remember correctly, they were um, both, I think both Lokis ended up in a, uh, being, well, one got pruned and then the other self-pruned themselves and they got thrown into that uh, multiverse type void space where basically all the uh variants that get pruned and um let's see i'm trying to think what else and all the unwanted um timeline type things uh get dumped it's like a almost a garbage pit you know uh, a space of a void and it was interesting uh in there you could see things like um there was the uh, what was that ship jim that you know experimented with uh invisibility cloaking uh, the philadelphia experiment right well that yeah. that dropped that dropped in in right in there in the scene uh, <laughs> as as they were there and i thought it's funny the, all, the number of the loki variants that existed in this void that had gotten pruned along with the loki the two lokis that we know uh they had kind of a, a home base that was basically a, a ufo that was crashed uh in the ground so and we all know about it, UFOs. Um, but anyways, they were trying to figure out, you know, what to do. They were, they were hiding from this uh, this monster. Um, golly, what was the name of that thing? Uh, Eliath. Eliath, yeah. Eliath. That basically consumes, um, consumes those pruned entities and also any type of object that exists that you know got uh thrown out, out of the those timelines into that uh into that void and it was so they basically were working both the lokis were working together to enchant this thing because um through this entity there was actually uh they could get access into a place where um the one that who remains as they would call them was located and was controlling the flow of the sacred timeline. So they show up on the scene because their plan is to kill this thing, uh, kill this person um, for for a number of reasons. And they, uh, you know, get in there and this entity, which we will all know as Kang the Conqueror, but also he referred to himself as the devil in there mm -hmm. as a as a note. And he was holding an apple, by the way. So that's a yeah. kind of a reference to the, you know, the forbidden tree uh, mentioned in Genesis. And, uh, you know, he actually offered them a, a couple options that, you know, he would actually just step aside and they could take over and run the timeline for them. And he would just, you know, disappear or 
they could kill him. And then, but the problem was when you do that, uh, that would actually cause a multiverse war. And then you would have all these variants of him that were far more worse and evil than what he was, which he was considered to be the the best one or the the, the greatest one or the good one, um, if you can call that, of all the existing variants. So, you know, the two Lokis are arguing about it. And at the last minute, um, the female Loki, um, Sylvie is what they call it, uh, opened the use the time pad to basically throw Loki out of the, the room back into the TVA and she proceeds to basically kill um, Kang the Conqueror, the devil basically. And at that point that's when all the, the timelines were branching and you're basically having this timeline of uh, nexus points and uh, the breaching of time and space. And when you cut over to the scene where Loki is realizing what has happened, uh, he goes to run to find Mobius, and he's trying to explain this all to Mobius, what, what has happened, and Mobius doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> doesn't have any recollection, because the, tom the timeline has been modified. He's on a new time branch. So, quite a trip. Quite a trip. Well, and and this is this is the thing. Um, you know, there was like just before there was like a, a lightning and a storm, and this um, oh, what do they call that that thing that he wanted to this that living? I call him like an intergalactic carp. He's a bottom feeder. He's sucking up everything like a like a garbage pickup. Oh, that's a that's a liath. Yeah. Okay. So a liath. So. His idea was to weaponize it or to um, yep. um, make it work for him. So this is what his plan was. It didn't quite work out. But it's funny that, you know, just before all of this and that thing appears and everything, he there's this big storm, lightning. And he says, oops, too late. And then it, it all starts. The whole thing goes into a, uh, a reset or a shift. And that's when uh, he forgets who he was. So just, you know, you know, like we had said the last uh, episode that we did, pray before you watch it and only watch it if you have some personal need, reason or need, because there's a spirit of fear and some other stuff attached to this thing. They don't just give this out to you for free. There's there's a conditioning. You and I felt it. We felt really kind of upset, grieved. Sure. Uh, I mean, the, the, the gravity of the situation we're dealing with is the manipulation of space time in a multiverse war yeah. that um, is going to have a negative effect on things because, um, well. Well, you and I have already experienced a couple of things. My other yes. ministry partner here local in Detroit, the same thing just happened to him. I'm, you know, I was starting to be concerned with him because he doesn't wasn't understanding what I was trying to tell him that, no, you know, Things aren't the way they may be the way you remember, but it's not the way other things are. Things, people are changing and things are, uh, events are changing. It's, it's, I can't even begin to verbalize to you if you have not had the experience yourself. So he, um, a couple of days ago, he was so upset by what he experienced that he, you know, he says, no, we, we can't get started yet. I got to tell you this. I just, I have to tell you before we get started, our, my mind's not going to be clear enough to do, you know, he was overseeing the meeting that night and he was just so 
you you know just thrown back from this that he had to talk to me first before he could um go any further so i said okay everybody just hang on wait a minute you know we went out right then and there and and to a separate room and, and talked and he explained to me that you know there was this particular individual um they would they don't we'd already met the guy and talked to him a couple of times and he started coming to our things i'm trying to condense this uh, make a condensed version of this and he and his mother were uh driving down the street just uh blocks away from my house didn't make the connection of who they were necessarily associated with uh detroit house of recovery but he recognized them as people that were harassing him and following him and threatening him and he's saying you guys quit following me and 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 watching me and messing up my life i've had it with you people you quit following me you quit and he was talking to the guy's mother and the guy's mother's freaking out going do you know him he says yeah but i don't know him ever acting this way i don't understand it. he's is he misunderstood maybe he doesn't know who we are or he seems to know who you are and you never even met him before but yet this guy is attacking her, accusing her of stalking him, of trying to disrupt his life, to expose him for you know, doing something. And this was just totally out of character. Now, he happened to show up tonight um, at my doorstep and actually help my son. He didn't remember ever meeting my son. My son remembers meeting him. He says, Dad, as soon as he left, he said, Dad, that's the guy you were telling me about, wasn't it? I said, yeah. And he doesn't even reckon. His, his whole mindset has a completely different like a dimensional thing going on. It's not just misidentifying people or circumstances. This somehow is a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. It don't work. Well, he's inter obviously interacting with a with a variant of the of the of the real deal. Yeah, that is the personality is different. Exactly. Um, and that's and, what they're dealing with. And so some of this, you know, it's just basically, you know, basic uh, physics and mechanics. We know that there's a hell. We know that there's um, different levels of hell. We know that there's a devil. We know that there's um, uh, different levels of hell and different functions and mechanics in the different levels. And so one of the levels is merely that if you have something that has gotten inside of you, vexing your spirit, your soul or whatever, we call this demon, demonic possession. I don't like possession. They haven't don't own anything. They're trespassers. We know that we work with Christians, not with non-Christians on that kind of a situation. Let's just suicide or uh, murder situation, emergency situation. But otherwise, you work with Christians and you get these same entities out. They hide as emotions. When you find the inner healing of how this entity got in, you address the emotion as an entity and you can get it resolved. So there are mechanics being shown through sci-fi movies that explains all this, but nobody's making the connection because they probably have never done a deliverance to know how to make that connection. But those that are experienced in it, and I've only been doing this for like 43 years of the 46 years that I've been an ordained minister. So yeah, I'm pretty comfortable and used to that stuff. So I've been able to make the connections through the sci-fi as to how it is in actual reality. They're giving you real physics on real events and how it works and, and, and everything. So in these issues, you address everything uh, these emotions as entities, and then you take authority over them in the name of Jesus. Um, they have no right, you do, 
and you find out what ground they're standing on and you take that away from them by giving the individual believer has authority over these things. So I don't kick them out. I have that person lead them in a prayer, denouncing them, quoting scripture in opposition to whatever their function is, and then them commanding them out of their body, out of their spirit, out of their um, soul um, in Jesus' name. So they kick the thing out. And then we ask that that void be filled with the Holy Spirit and angels around about him speaking health and life and, and filling in that void. And I'm telling you, it's so easy. Even a kid can figure it out. This is how the manifestation of the sons of God in the last days would happen. We don't just talk intellectually or use counseling methods and procedures. We bring the kingdom of heaven to people and meet their needs by getting them set free, by getting them delivered, healed, whatever their need is, right then and there. Not talking about it intellectually, not going through some kind of man-made process, but believing that you, as an individual believer, have this authority to do these things. So we're seeing the physics in these explanations in the in the movies, but of course they got their own twist on it, where they're explaining everything away that this is magic or this is uh, uh, science and technology, not um, anything that's faith based. And it's all in preparation for first having mercy for the devil. Oh, the poor guy is just trying to do what's right. And he's being made or forced by a higher power to do what's wrong in order to fill the timeline the way it's supposed to be. So all of a sudden we feel sorry for poor Loki. The guy's just trying to be a, a good, upside right guy. And yet, you know, he's forced by some higher power to do wrong things to make it right. Well, that's not what Christianity teaches. It's not what the relational... Uh, situation is with the Lord, but they're putting on a twist and adding a, a little double dose of uh, science and technology to make everybody prepare the way for the coming cosmic Christ when he comes. So, you know, it's it's a same but opposite um, plan that Satan had all along. He can't oppose directly everything. So what he can do is slide over side by side to the truth and provide an alternative. And so this is what we see in the whole Loki thing providing an alternative to um, otherwise the reality. So this um, this character, the um, who's the black guy? That, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror is the devil, and he even proclaims himself to be the devil. And he says, you think I'm bad. I'm just trying to steer you into a path of peace and no war. But strike me down. And you're going to see one come that's really bad and you're going to really regret it. Almost like a Star Wars scene, you know, uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Strike me down and I'll come back as a more powerful force. So yeah. it's, you know, they're playing off of so many different repetitive movies that have the same theme going on. And it's all in preparation for a coming cosmic Christ. You know, the devil doesn't come down here, you know, in a red outfit and horns and everything and say, hey, I'm here. I'm your guy. Right. And the hour. No, he's going to come looking like Jesus, and he's going to be the cosmic Jesus, because we had the other biblical Jesus all wrong. You know, as, as long as I've been involved in all the UFO alien stuff, that is always, you know, what I what I found interesting was that, that uh, all these so-called aliens, whether it be a gray, a Nordic, a, a reptilian, a, a mantis type, all of them say that, you know, that, that um, they have no problem with all of the great you know, Buddha and and all the other belief systems, except for that Jesus of the Bible. You guys got that guy wrong. 
and let me tell you who the real Jesus is. And then they start redefining this, this cosmic Jesus. So I find it interesting that um, the only people that have been able to totally, totally terminate an alien abduction have been the people that use the one name, Jesus Christ, or Jesus the Christ, because Christ isn't his last name. That's his position as the Messiah. Jesus the Messiah, in his name, these things run away and don't come back. These things terminate an alien abduction. Now, even the best secular ones admit that they can't, they're powerless to actually come against these entities. They're they're smarter, they're, uh, they have more power. And yet they can't stop a um, an alien abduction. All they can do is help the people bear through it because they're powerless to stop it. And I talked to Dr. Jacobs one time and, and uh, Bud Hopkins. They were, they were two of the top UFO alien experts. And they had said that they couldn't terminate one. They just, just the best they can do is help them get through it and work through it. Like kind of like, uh, oh, what do they call that? Um, they end up sympathizing with their with their captors. Oh Stop. yeah, uh, is that, that's not Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, so I mean, if that's all you got to give, you're not given much of anything. You're not given any hope, any strength, any anything. But it's funny that that name. Is one that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, one way or another, everything and everybody's going to be subject to that name. So, and that's the Jesus of the Bible. So, I told them guys, I said, "Well, you're not, probably not going to believe this, but that the the Christ that they say we all got wrong is the one that I used to totally terminate an alien abduction. I have been able to do that to oh, at that time over 200 people that I've been able to work with and have it terminated." Um. um <laughs> There's no other person. You know, it, it's Jesus Christ. So now we're in the year, I believe, of the year of accountability. There's going to be a revelation of who's a wheat and who's a tear, who's a sheep and who's a goat. And we see things happening all over the place. Um, it's coming down. Everything that I've been waiting for for 25 years is finally coming down. I've got people calling me saying, Jim, you haven't been in our show in 10 years. We want to bring you back and see what you have to say and what's the updates and everything. Why? Because they see it. They see it on TV now. They have no choice. 25 years ago, this was interesting, but it was kind of like way out there kooky. But okay, so you're the kind of the David Icke of Christianity. So we're going to have you on just kind of maybe like be a freak show thing. You're the freak. So let's kind of goof on you and see what you got to say. Now it's like, oh, my God, everything you said is coming true. We got to get this guy back on air. Give us your update. What do you think? What What's going on? Okay, well, you know, it was 10 years ago. Guess what? I know mountains more than I ever knew back then. So how deep do you want to go? I can take you deep if you want. But maybe I better just keep it light and and throw out different places where you can do your own research and find out. And I am getting more and more amazed that people are aware of Dr. John Trump and the connection to Donald J. Trump. I, I was on one radio show and the last thing I ever expected. Oh, you mean you're talking about Project Looking Glass? Oh, yeah. I said, well, you, you know about that? Yeah, they got a time machine. That's why they're able to catch all these people, you know, and, and why they're going to be caught and brought to trial. I said, I, man, 10 years saying that, people thought I was the biggest nutcase in the world. And here you are, just average Joe, listening to all the different broadcasts. You are, you know this stuff. This is incredible. Well, we see, we see this demonstrated right in Loki. You know, they have a, they have a, they have a quantum computer that allows to project, project and see the future and the steps uh, that would be, proceeded and taken um, in order to carry out that timeline. So 
um, you know, it, there it is uh, being shown to you right on TV. You know, some people see it as pure entertainment, but to you and I, it's just another concept that we know to be to be true. So they are so confident that it's like a Groundhog Day or yeah. uh, one movie. Uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, yeah, I know it's the one with Tom Tom Cruise Tom in it, but I forget the title yeah. of it. Um, something else and repeat or something. Uh, th- three steps. Um, anyways, and and it's not going to be like that. There is no Groundhog Day. It's not going to be. It's only one time when Jesus hung on the cross, and all of a sudden it got dark, and it was lightning and thunder, and he says, um, "It is finished." That was a time when space and time was went through its ultimate reset or correction. Um, I find it interesting that the only other time, you know, on the cross, but then the time, the next time this happens is just prior to the rapture. So, hey, you know, my goodness, that's when worlds collide. That's when timeline collides. When he said it was finished, it's like one time and one time only. It is finished right at that moment when he died. And when he comes back, the same thing happens. Why? Because now the gap has been bridged between man and God. And now that's through Jesus Christ and the personal bringing back to the right dimension, you might say, is the bridge that Jesus Christ brought by the Holy Spirit. So there's only one you. There's only one me. We are reconciled to God through Christ by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And it may take death to get there. Or it might take actually being alive at the time of his coming again. So these are exciting times that we're living in. This is a time when everything I've been waiting for for the last 25 years is finally going to happen. And I keep telling everybody when it does, I will pass out from just plain shock. Some of my life already is in third person. I'm standing myself looking because it's so surreal. Things are actually happening like I've been saying are going to happen for 25 years. And now they're starting to happen. I can't be, I'm like a kid waiting for Christmas, literally. It's like, I can't wait. This finally is going to come all out, the final battle, done deal. I peaked, I cheated. We win, they lose. No, it's not on autopilot. We still have our earthly bound um, involvement, and that's how come they lose. It's not on autopilot. It's not like God's just going to whisk a magic wand and make everything right. He's going to work through us. If we're obedient to him, many are called, few are chosen. I want to be one of the chosen. I want to be one of the faithful remnant. And that has got nothing to being left behind or anything like that. I want to meet my calling. And I can do that only by surrendering daily to the Lord, giving my free will back to him and saying, Lord, I want to fit into your plan. I want to fit into your will. Keep me in that. So I give my my free will back to you. Do whatever it takes to make me stay in your plan and stay in your will. We did every day. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen next, uh, you know, on anything. We know that God's going to be in control of our lives, whether we make a stake or not. What wasn't designed to kill us is only going to make us stronger. So um, we had some great times ahead looking, but don't be surprised, people. Listen to me. All of you are going to begin to see some of these space-time fluctuations. People all of a sudden are going to be so acting out of character, remembering things that you don't remember. Clearly, you remember a different, you know, um, results of factors. You might even take photo snaps or take a uh, and record something or write something down as a note. 
but you're going to be amazed when you go back to to show the proof it changed it's gone or it's gone it's not even there it'll affirm what the other person is saying this is the kind of weird stuff the tribulation didn't mean the disruptions and in, in, in uh, consistencies in the governments of this world it means something far more it's a manipulation of space time and dimension you're going to see more and more crazy paradoxical kind of things happening you're going to be a victim of it you're going to think you're losing your mind when you do please give uh, eric or myself a call um and we're both on facebook instant message us we're not going to think you're crazy we've already been through these things we already know what how to navigate through them to get the victory to not let it drive you crazy um there are ways to do it and we can share these ways with you so when these things start to happen to you please get a hold of us we're going to make ourselves available and we're going to help you through it because you can't get through it we've been through it um and, but it gets crazier and crazier doesn't it it does but he guides us through each way and i'll tell you eric if it wasn't for our friendship and my association with my other friend, uh, Ron, always keeping dialogue with one another, always asking and, and keeping transparent and coming to regular fellowship. Um, I wouldn't make it without you, and I don't think you would make it without me. And the same. Amen to that. So. so we're allowing iron to sharp iron. And, you know, sometimes that's the joys of being a leader. When you lead, you're in a military, that means you're the point man. That means you get to go out first and you get to have it all happen to you first. And then you're the prototype. Now that you did it because you're a leader, now you can instruct and teach and help others to go through it because they're going to go through it too. Yep. So that's part of leadership. It isn't just all fame and glory. It's work and service and humility in the Christian way. It's the hard road, not the easy road. It's the narrow path, not the big path. So there's been times both of us have come to each other, man, am I going nuts? Is this right? You know, what do you, what do you think? I mean, we sit there and we got to cry on each other's shoulders. We got to pat each other on the back. We got to um, kick each other in the butt, you know, whatever it takes. We work together as family and as brothers that truly love each other and care about each other. And it's the only way we're going to pull through. So you'll find out, you'll know what we're talking about very soon, but, we're making ourselves available and hopefully as we help others, the others are going to be able to help others. Uh, it's, it's not rocket science. It's very simple and it's very much just sharing the relational things that people that are already have a deep intimate relationship with the Lord is able to now have it vertically also with their brothers and sisters in Christ. So, gee, I think we're probably done, huh? We are. Uh, let's, let's bring the show to a closing. All right, everybody, um, I just want to say a closing prayer. Father, we just pray for everybody that's listening to the podcast, no matter where they are. Some of this stuff might sound like the biggest fruitcakey stuff in the world. But Lord, I know many of us, most of us maybe, are going to go through some of these anomalous things. If we have eyes to hear and eyes to see and ears to hear, let them be open so that they don't let this happen blindly falling right into it. Those that are aware that something's shifting, something's changed, Lord, help them get through it. Help us to help them get through it. And then help them help others to get through it. Because there is a faithful remnant. It's small, but it's big and it's powerful. You're raising these people up now. They're the ones that are seeing the shifts, seeing the changes. 
Help us all so that we can help the entire world in this last great hurrah before you come back to be ready for you. We thank you and praise you in your mighty and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Good night. All right. Good night and God bless.